Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. One Ukrainian local authority here has said that they expect this Russian offensive now to begin any day, really, potentially even as soon as tomorrow. That following the images that you're talking about, they say that they are seeing uh, heavy equipment now being pulled towards the front lines. Yeah, and that's the Russians lining up their stuff for their big offensive in the east. He, Putin yesterday for the first time, in his own words, said the goal, of course, has always been to take back the Donbass region. So he changed the goal from getting rid of the government in Ukraine. So some people are taking that as good news. Of course, he's a liar, so he may just be saying that for now. And as soon as he takes the Donbass region back, he's back to attacking uh, Kiev. Who Who knows? But President Biden just signed whatever paperwork you got to sign to give $750 million worth of more armaments to Ukraine. Europe has promised a half a billion. So 
uh, that's going to happen as fast as they can do it. This is half a wish and half a prediction. Um, I saw the list of things that were given to Ukrainians allegedly with that uh, $750 million or whatever it is, and it was more of the same stuff. Very good stuff, effective stuff, but mostly more of the same. But um, if I knew I was going to be attacked, uh, I knew I was about to go up against an enemy, I would disguise my capabilities. I would disguise what I had at my disposal, and I'm really, really hoping, like I say, this is half a wish and half a prediction, I'm really hoping that when Ivan comes across uh, you know, the road, he's greeted by weapons they didn't realize the Ukrainians had yeah, at this point. I, I, that makes sense to me, too, but why, why, were, why were there original reports out of the Pentagon that were giving him these attack helicopters that would allow them to take out Forces and tanks and stuff like that. And then this morning, the news out of the Pentagon, according to Jennifer Griffin, is no, we're not giving them the helicopters. Why would yeah, they announce it in know. the first place if it was some sort of ruse? Did they just I think, of it? you know, know, what we ought to do is tell them we don't have the helicopters and then they will. Surprise. Yeah, I just followed it at the point of the saying, no, we're not. So I didn't see the original reports. Seems crazy to me, though. More on that later. It's going to be ugly. So reason took a look at this story that's not getting enough attention. Four economists at the Federal Reserve in San Francisco say America's high rate of inflation relative to the rest of the world is a result of surging disposable income during the pandemic. This is a little long, but I think you'll like this. It's exactly what you were expecting. Inflation has surged across much of the developed world in the past year as lockdowns eased and pent-up demand for goods and services collided with ongoing supply chain snafus, but inflation is running higher in the United States than just about anywhere else right now. Why is that? According to a new paper from four economists at the Reserve in San Francisco, it's because the American government was relatively more generous during the pandemic, borrowing and spending trillions of dollars to not only fund COVID-19 relief efforts, but to line the pockets of Americans with direct payments that enlarged the money supply and overheated the economy. Was anybody warning about this? Or lots of people warning about this? Governments all over the world spent heavily to combat the pandemic, of course, but few handed out cash directly to citizens as the American government did. The four Federal Reserve researchers tracked sharp increases in inflation-adjusted disposable personal income. In layman's terms, excess spending cash reported by American households over the past two years. The first round of stimulus checks, you'll remember, was $1,200 per person in uh, March of 2020. Another round of $600 checks was distributed starting December of that year. And then the big blow, according to Reason, came in early 2021 when the Biden administration pushed through another round of $1,400 checks as part of the American Recovery Plan. Through each round of direct checks... Though each round of direct checks had slightly different parameters for determining who would get the payments, much of that $817 billion landed in the bank accounts of people who had never lost their jobs and were well above the poverty line. Wow. Households earning as much as $160,000 in joint income were eligible for the final round of direct payments. We are now reaping what Congress sowed. All that excess cash is chasing the same number of goods... And that's a recipe for inflation straight out of any economics textbook. I was just going to say, having spent three miserable years of my life studying this stuff, it's like they designed an experiment to see if they could cause inflation. It's a, just ABC, how to cause inflation. That's what we did. The four economists concluded that the U.S. income transfers may have contributed to an increase in inflation of about three percentage points by the fourth quarter of 2021. 3% of the inflation is this. 
The rest of it was going to happen anyway. And they also, uh, earlier in the article, give examples of how our inflation is almost always tied exactly to the rest of the big economies. And they track Mm -hmm. together. So that's been the history of inflation. This one, they're tracking together, but plus three for the U.S. So trying to figure out what was going on. And then finally. Well, and and, uh, just one more point, if I might, uh, because of the uh, cyclical nature, or not the cyclical nature, but the... uh what am I looking for of inflation? It, it builds upon itself. Uh, inflationary attitudes cause even more spending, less saving, yeah. and it drives inflation. You could argue that it was even more damaging than that 3%. Sure. Because you've heaped more fuel on the fire. Right, right. People were more scared, so they reacted you know, stronger than they would have if it were 3% lower. This isn't a novel idea, of course. Larry Summers, one of Obama, the Obama administration's top economic advisors and a Democrat, was warning about rising inflation more than a year ago. Passing another stimulus bill in the spring of 2021, Summers warned in a Washington Post op-ed, will set off inflationary pressure of a kind we have not seen in a generation. Other top economists, including a former chairman of the International Monetary Fund, offered similar warnings. The Biden administration and Democrats in Congress did not listen, and now here we are, says Reason. Swish. You nailed it, Larry Summers. I don't know. We, We are at the point where the electorate has realized we can vote ourselves money from the Treasury. And the classical wisdom says that at that point, you just can't make it work anymore. Well, I know this is true because I know people who this happened to. Much of that $817 billion landed in the bank accounts of people who had never lost their jobs and were well above the poverty line. And if you uh, if you purchased anything, maybe you heard these stories. I remember when I had to buy a horse trailer early on in the pandemic, and they said, yeah, we, we can't keep them in stock because people get the stimulus checks. If you're getting a stimulus check and you're going out and buying a $10,000 horse trailer, it's not because you're starving or whatever your other supposed situation was that you needed the stimulus check. Now you're buying stuff you've always wanted, and you couldn't find mini bikes and, and quads and all toys, lots and lots of toys that you couldn't well, buy because people I had would- excess money. I was going to point out boats and country club right. memberships. Same thing. Now, some of that was the, the COVID. You figured, well, I'm not working much. The, the boss thinks I'm working remotely. Maybe I'll get a boat. Uh, but it absolutely uh, contributed to it. And everybody knew it. You know, we knew it. We were shouting it. Larry Summers was shouting it. The, the, the Even the WAPO was running editorials like that. And I think if you asked the Biden administration honestly or the Democrats in Congress, they'd say, we don't care. It's a way to win the next election. We don't give a crap about your kids and grandkids and the inflation. We'll we'll uh, we'll blame it on something or other. And Vlad Putin steps up and and helps them out by uh, giving them something to blame it on. In fact, do we have? Oh, I haven't printed the sound yet. What an idiot! Uh, where's that uh, Putin price hike stuff we have? So while you're looking for that, it reminds me what you just said of uh, this quote. That I've heard many times, but I'm going to keep it in my holster for the rest of my life because it you can apply it to so many things. Famous quote, I forget who said it, doesn't matter. If we don't change direction soon, we will end up where we are going. That is freaking fantastic. You could apply that to the economy, to relationships, to eating habits, to all kinds of things. It sounds very simple, but it's so true. If we don't change direction soon, we will end up where we are going. Wow. Wow. There's no arguing with that. You keep doling out money and spending money and going more and more trillion dollars in debt. Where Where is that going? Well, that's where we're headed. And unless we change direction, 
That's where we're going to get to. I don't like that. Let's let's talk about balancing the budget on the backs of the poor or calling somebody a racist. Uh, that was too simple, too logical. I don't like it. God, I love quotes like that that are so simple. I, I eat and drink and I don't exercise. That's the road I'm on. If I don't change direction, I'm going to get where I'm going. <laughs> I mean, it's just so obvious, but it's, it's amazing our ability to ignore the obvious in our own well, lives, he, in the government and whatever. And the companion piece, or maybe it's on the other side of the commemorative coin we ought to be selling with our faces on the head side and, I don't know, the Constitution on the tails. Um, A commemorative uh, coin. <laughs> Hanson, get on it. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the other saying which you brought to us that I absolutely love is that if something can't go on forever, it will end. Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah. Like this borrowing and spending, for instance. Right. How does it end? What's that going to look like? Let's not forget this saying. It is time for us to (laughs) do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. That's the other one. It's a three-sided coin, and on the other side is that one. Right. And that time is every day. Right. Oh, man, it makes you stop and think. (laughs) Ah, Putin's giving more unhinged speeches. Look at him standing there. All those guys standing behind him. I'm looking at him speaking somewhere. Oh, he's standing in front of missiles. Nice. Oh, boy. Classic oh, Soviet Union. A nice backdrop. Yeah. Uh, what a stupid son of a bitch. I'm thinking all those guys standing behind him are thinking, this is, they're, they're thinking what we were just talking about. If we don't change the direction we're on, we're going to get where we're going. This is not good. This is not good. And if I say anything to him, I will end up dead, and so will my family. So I think I'll keep my mouth shut. All right, so I got a choice for you coming up. The Germans, who made big, loud noises about how they were going to step to the fore and really become the the part of NATO they're supposed to be, and they're going to quit their old ways, blah, blah, blah. Uh, It turns out maybe not so much. Or I have for you, and or, a great piece of journalism uh, that uh, by a fellow by the name of Derek Thompson, who outlines what he sees as the four main forces contributing to the rise of depression among young people. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is. Kind of heavy. Yeah. So we got lots of good stuff no matter what it is on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Something is playing in the Ukrainians' favor here, which is that there has been heavy rain today, and heavy rains are expected for the next few days. That means, in principle, that those Russian forces, if they were to push ahead with this offensive, would need to use roads as opposed to going through fields, which would be extremely muddy. And if they use those roads, that gives Ukrainian forces a much better chance of defending themselves, of course, using those anti-tank missiles those javelins that we have seen them use with great effect in other parts of the country. (laughs) Russians are going to get stuck in the mud and obliterated. Good. Thank you, God, for raining on those roads. Pray for rain in Ukraine. I'm working on the the, uh, rallying song that's going to be heard in capitals around the world. Uh, Yeah, that's great. Ian Bremmer tweeting out, Joe Biden yesterday said Putin engaged in genocide. 
Putin said yesterday negotiations are at a dead end. And Ian Bremmer says seven weeks of Russia's war and all signs only pointing to escalation. Grim but true. And both sides are lining up for an old-timey, giant World War II-style tank battle of some sort that's going to start any moment. And uh, most experts seem to think in this particular battle, all, all things are in Russia's favor. That's why the rain was such a good news. Well, getting back to Stalin's chilling but correct quote that quantity is its own quality, the Ukrainians who fought so brilliantly, bravely, nimbly, creatively, etc., when they lose guys, it means more than when the Russians lose guys. It, was, it reminds me of the American Civil War. Uh, Union casualties per 100,000 soldiers were, were fi- far higher than the South, but we had a hell of a lot more guys. Right. Um, and a I'm, war of attrition, as they say. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to the way this turns out over the next couple of weeks. Just trying to find that Ian Bremmer had a good tweet about cigarettes that have warnings on them. Uh, here it is. Uh, Ukrainians, uh, they have cigarettes now. They're Dunhill cigarettes. Have a warning on the side of them. Quit smoking or you won't live to see Putin's death is the warning on cigarettes. Oh, wow. In Ukraine. I love that. Wow. Quit smoking or you won't live to see Putin's death. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, luckily, the plucky Ukrainians have the aid of NATO on their side, getting them arms and money. And what's that, Germany? Uh-oh. In just six weeks since the new chancellor, Olaf Scholz, announced a strategic shift for his country, doubts are emerging about how real and deep it is. Where are you reading from? Uh, this is, I believe, the Times of New York. Yes. Uh, Chancellor Chancellor Olaf Scholz surprised the world in his own country when he responded to Russia's invasion of Ukraine with a 100 billion euro plan to arm Germany, send weapons to Ukraine, and end his nation's deep dependence on German energy. Biggest policy shift since the Cold War. It's been called a Zeitenwende, an apocal change that won applause for his leadership at home and abroad. That's what I've been calling it, a Zeitenwende. Sure, everybody's calling it that. But six weeks later, the applause has largely ceased. Oh, Schultz has ruled out an immediate oil and gas embargo, saying it would be too costly. I kind of understand that. It's going to take a little while. But he's dragging his feet on sending 100 armored vehicles to Ukraine, saying that Germany uh, must not rush ahead. Mm. Uh, What? I don't like those words. New debates in the ruling coalition about just how to go forward with the massive task uh, Schultz has laid out, let alone how fast they ought to do it. Uh, doubts are building as to the German government's actual commitment to its own radical plans. Uh, now, this is pretty interesting, and then I'll get to kind of the punchline. Um, so these this change in plans here at Zeitenwende uh, go to the heart of Germany's post-war identity as a peaceful exporting nation. Uh, now Germans are being asked to, quote, rethink everything, our approach to doing business, to energy policy, to defense, to Russia. We need a mindset change. We need to recognize that this is about us, that power politics are back and Germany must play a role. But it turns out there are, uh, we want to be friendly with Russia forces within the German government that are pretty significant. And they've kept their mouths shut for a while. But now they're speaking out and saying, whoa, 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 trade, the economy, oil, let's not be hasty. Well, that's bad news. So there needs to be public shame and public pressure to uh, to keep that on the right track, I think. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, 
you know how how much can be brought to bear and how successful it'll be it remains to be seen but uh, germany was talking big all of a sudden now they're not showing up the 40 hour work week has been around for a long time now the 32 hour work week according to usa today is that a thing we'll discuss that i guess among other things on the way if you miss an hour of the show get the podcast armstrongandgetty.com armstrong and getty Audible.com presents 50 Shades of Grey, the erotic best-selling novel read by Gilbert Gottfried. My inner goddess has stopped dancing and is staring too, open-mouthed and drooling slightly. Hear it the way it was meant to be heard. Keep still, he orders, and slowly he and I agree to the but I'd really like to claim your Wow. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey reading Fifty oh. Shades of Grey. He died yesterday at the age of 67, is that right? Something like that. 60s. Yeah. Yeah, been ill for a while, I guess. Um, uh, Just occurred to me, my kids know him as a cartoon voice in a whole bunch of different shows they've watched in their lives. Oh, yeah, he'll forever be the voice of Iago, the uh, parrot in Aladdin for my kids' generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, funny guy, the uh, classic video of him on Hollywood Squares. Yes, I said Hollywood Squares. Uh, I was making the rounds yesterday, and it is pretty pretty hilarious. We'll play that later. Oh, great, terrific. Uh, so that was funny, and what's uh, coming up? Man, he oh, was boy. also the voice of the Aflac duck until he got fired because of some jokes that he'd made years ago somebody dug up and like all right whatever so stupid uh anyway uh we uh, just a little uh inside uh, baseball talk here a little glimpse behind the curtain if you will we have a list of the audio we have available every day we go through it with the guys we jack and i request some they dig up a bunch of stuff whatever and uh we <laughs> we now on a regular basis have a section of it because it's uh by uh by topic, we regularly now have a section labeled Biden Badahadakef Care, <laughs> meaning the latest stumbles, fumbles, and bumbles by the ancient POTUS. Uh, and we have some new entries for you coming up, uh, including, oh my gosh, a foreign government, well, a foreign culture, one of their comedy shows, uh, a hilarious comedy bit making fun of our president. Okay. And how he's senile. Oh boy. Come on. Just in case you wondered whether anybody else had noticed, uh, they have. Anyway, first this, and I'll give you the short version, uh, and we'll we'll have a link at armstrongandgetty.com if you want to dive into it. You might get paywalled, but The Atlantic lets you read a certain number of articles for free. And Derek Thompson, who's always an interesting uh, writer, has done the inevitable, incredibly long but insightful piece in The Atlantic about what he sees as the four main forces contributing to rising rates of depression among young people. And I'd say if you are a parent of a, you know, somebody who loves a young person who's struggling with this sort of thing, uh, definitely worth a read. But here's the brief version. Here are the four main forces. Social media use a decline in socialization, 
Part of that is COVID and idiotic, abusive COVID policies, if you ask me. Exposure to more bad news mm. and and modern parenting strategies. Uh-oh. What, what, what are those? Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, in order, the world is overwhelming, and an inescapably negative news cycle creates an atmosphere of existential gloom, not just for teens, but also for their moms and dads, he writes. The more overwhelming the world feels to parents, the more they may try to bubble wrap their kids with accommodations. That's the modern parenting part of it. Over time, this protective parenting style deprives children of the emotional resilience they need to handle the world's stresses. So let's deal with that one. That's uh, To me, that's the big kahuna. That's the whole, uh, I read once uh, a couple of years ago, and it's absolutely brilliant. You are not ready for anything close to adulthood unless you have gotten lost and found your way back twice. I thought, wow, what an insightful description of what, you know, survival skill acquisition is really like or should be like in childhood. Yeah. Because I know you and I had that experience. Yeah. Right? And nobody does that with their kids now. And if you try to do it with your kids, somebody will call the police because <laughs> it seems so crazy. Um, right. Depending on the ages. I was just thinking, I definitely didn't do it during the COVID, which I hope had some impression on my kids like we we flew and went on a vacation a couple of times in empty planes to empty hotels to empty streets because everybody else was hunkered down because of COVID. And I hope that made some impression on them about oh, risk or evaluating risk or whatever. Right. Well, you were talking earlier about a merchant you do business with who, who confessed to you that I haven't gone anywhere or done anything for two years. Imagine what her children are like. Yeah, yeah. For instance. But anyway, getting back to the uh, part of the text of the article. Uh, so the protective uh, parenting style deprives children of the emotional resilience they need to handle the world's stresses. Childhood becomes more insular. Time spent with friends, driving, dating, working summer jobs, all declining. Again, decline in spending time with friends, driving, dating, working, just getting out there on the decline. Uh, college pressures skyrocket. Outwardly, teens are growing up slower, slower, but online they're growing up faster. Oh, wow, that's rough. The Internet exposes teenagers not only to supportive friendships, but also to bullying, threats, despairing conversations about mental health, and a slurry of unsolvable global problems, a carnival of negativity, which is a tone we try to avoid around here. Some days are more challenging than others. Wow, if we still, we used to have a guy who cut liners for us, like a low voice guy. We'd get that one done. A carnival of negativity. It's the Armstrong and Getty Show. Exactly. A carnival of negativity. Yeah, the world has always been overwhelming, but God, for almost all of human history, until a blink of the eye ago, you only knew about your little town. You didn't have any idea what was going on in the next state, let alone in freaking China. Well, and given Even if the horrible cr- things were going on in China, you weren't watching videos of them. Absolutely true, and given the cruelty of humankind, the only cruelty you'd be subjected to is that which was immediately around you, and something can be done about that. 
generally speaking, um, as opposed to all the cruelty of anybody you come in contact with online. Uh, the Internet, oh, uh, da, 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 da. social media places in every teen's pocket a quantified battle royale for scarce popularity that can displace hours of sleep and make many teens, especially girls, feel worse about their body and their life. Mm. Amplify these existing trends with a global pandemic and an unprecedented period of social isolation, and suddenly the remarkable rise of teenage sadness doesn't feel all that mysterious, does it? Well, it, it really hasn't ever to, to us as we've been talking about this stuff for quite some time. And then to get back to the discussion uh, yesterday during hour two of the show, and if you missed it, it's some incredibly powerful stuff. Transgender people, uh, gay people, uh, all sorts of sane people saying, hey, this this uh, trend of teens committing to trans uh, changing their gender, gender surgery, you know, the sex change surgery, uh, hormone blockers, hormones, kids making this decision is terrible. It's awful. It's indefensible. Even the Washington Post published an, a, an editorial saying that. So it's time to be open and discuss that stuff. Anyway, you add to what we've already described from this Derek Thompson piece, you add to that all of the activists, all the extremists, the uh, the the radicals who are trying to get inside kids' heads with critical race theory, queer theory, all of that stuff. And man, it is just a stew of of, of stuff kids should not be dealing with piped into their bedrooms or onto their smartphones all day long at a time when they're increasingly isolated and being bubble-wrapped by their parents. In some cases, uh, gosh, what, 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 is there anything that can break this cycle? I don't know. I know I've done more of it than I ever thought I would do, and I'm not happy about it. Just It's weird, the momentum of society. Um, Got to keep in mind that all the people that invented this stuff won't allow their kids to do it because they right. know how dangerous it is and how bad it is for them. Yeah, that's a good point. And But then parents are saying, I hear you. I hear you, folks. The psychic connection. My kid is addicted to this stuff, mm. to the shots of adrenaline, to the new inputs, to the TikTok, to the whatever, well, the best, Instagram. Uh, one thing I know about addictions, one of the best ways to avoid uh, being addicted to something is don't ever start. So if I can keep my kids from ever starting on that stuff. They haven't so far. And and if you already have to recognize that you are an addict and need to do something about it. You know, I, I have uh, that, that stupid, pathetic, I'm ashamed of it, that shot of adrenaline you get. Something new, something new, something new. Look, something new. There's a text. Wonder who it is. Let me check email. Let me check the news feed. It's just, it's turned us into crack monkeys. Maybe I'm fortunate in the last year has been so crappy. Pretty much every text or email I get is bad news. So I've kind of like been conditioned like a monkey in a cage to cringe whenever I hear the ding of a text. Oh, no. So because wow. it's always bad news. So. so I'm like a crack monkey who's like now just a complete crackhead. You were the monkey that, I don't know, got jabbed or yeah. something. Yeah. When you were. Wow. wow. Any texts or emails are, oh, no, now what? <laughs> That is interesting. It well, is, thank actually. God, during these troubling times, we have the brave leadership of Joseph R. Biden, D. Uh, uh, where is he from? Maryland. Delaware. Delaware. D. Delaware. I should know that. Rode the uh, train. Oh, of course. You remember Angelo. Joey, baby. When you were a truck driver. I remember <laughs> it. Anyway, here he is in clip 45, Michael. Now, as I was campaigning here and I and made that commitment, 
I don't think anybody heard it, but we're back. We're back. And I, uh, my name is Joe, Joe Biden. I work for uh, Congressman Maxney. Uh, there she is. Yes, it's like I said yesterday, he's using the old lines that he's used his whole life. He just can't get them out of his mouth anymore because he's a very old man. Yeah, he sounds like uh, like Joe Frazier in his later years, one of your great heavyweight fighters who just took too many blows. Wow, to has our president been boxing? That seems like a bad idea. Well, and what's especially unfortunate about it is with this tundra burning, we all need to do something about it, Michael. 46. He has a burning tundra, literally. It's burning. The permafrost is burning. He's got a problem. And he's caused, we're not going to let him cause that problem to spread to the rest of the world. I, I think he's talking about Putin. A burning tundra. Is that a, a euphemism for like a venereal disease? Or I don't know what he's saying. Toyota tundra? <laughs> Could be. Wow. Bad I had a calf care. We'll have bad calf care. We will. And we should. <laughs> or I did already. Um. Got a trio of things that kind of all fit together. Coming up, AI, uh, as I'm rereading the book Life 3.0, some stuff I want to pass along. The 32-hour work week, which fits in with artificial intelligence taking away all our jobs. And Elon Musk, who's one of the people warning the world, and his attempt to take over Twitter, which is still ongoing and interesting. So stay tuned for all that. It's coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. And the bigger question on everyone's mind now, will Musk's newfound Twitter power mean Trump will be back on the platform? And on that possibly nightmare-inducing note, I wish you a good night. (laughs) That was Stephanie Rule wrapping up her uh, 11th (laughs) hour show last week when Elon Musk bought all the shares of Twitter and there was talk about putting him on the board and everything like that. And then there was a guest on MSNBC on Joy Reid's show concerned about Elon Musk and Twitter. He is building in Tesla a documentedly racist company uh, that perhaps reminds him, uh, gives him nostalgic memories of apartheid South Africa where he grew up. So apparently you can, wow. so apparently you can just say stuff like that now about the world's richest man. A documentedly racist company because... He apparently, do you have anything to back this up, enjoyed apartheid in South America? There's nothing about his background, which I've read a fair amount, that would indicate any of that, but... uh, Good Lord, that's irresponsible. That's how scared the Twitter left is of Elon Musk being involved in Twitter. I, I took in more information on that whole thing. That was very clever of Twitter, by the way. Very clever of Twitter to as soon as he bought the 10% shares. Okay, you're on the board. We'll put you on the board. There you go. Knowing that as soon as he has the fiduciary responsibilities where he can't damage the stock, that he'd have to shut up. And that was pretty clever. But Elon Musk, and I I I took in a bunch of really learned commentary on this yesterday. Elon Musk might have some more options up his sleeve. If he decides to pursue it, I mean, he's trying to get us to Mars and he's got the most valuable car company in the world. He he might decide, ah, oh, whatever. You know, he might have been excited about it for one day and he's on to other things. That's the way his he seems to do things. But he could 
Uh, as Tucker Carlson was talking about last night, he could attempt to buy more shares. He could try to organize other like-minded people with him to buy more shares to where they get enough power to where Because if you get enough shares, you decide who's on the board, and then they make decisions. Um, you know, the whole hostile takeover thing. He could enlist the help of Americans to buy enough shares that would go along with him. So we'll see if he's still gunning for changing the culture at Twitter. I don't know. Is he still doing the the boring company that was going to do yeah. the hyperloop yeah. yeah. thing? He has a link, whatever it is. He has a lot on his plate. Um, I'm trying to tie three things together here. So that's Elon Musk, mm. um, who has been warning us all about AI. Man, there's some great YouTube videos, if you've never watched them, where he's talking about, hey, this is what's going to happen with artificial intelligence. All of these jobs are going to disappear, and people aren't going to work, and what are they going to do, and are we going to have AI producing income and food and everything, and people just lay around, or what is that going to look like? Getting to that story in the USA Today about the 40-hour work week becoming the 32-hour work week, well, we might get to the zero-hour work week. (laughs) Before we know it. So I started rereading a book I had mentioned a couple of years ago called Life 3.0, which is fascinating about artificial intelligence and where it could take us. Somehow I missed a chunk of it the first time I read it. I'm glad that I'm rereading it. And it's pretty frightening stuff. So the first chapter talks about a party in Napa Valley in which the author of this book, I forget his name, but he's a, he's like a, a computer genius dude, and he's a professor. And he was at this party, and Larry Page, the guy who invented Google, was there, and Elon's there. And they get into a conversation about artificial intelligence that ends up going late into the night with everybody standing around watching them talk about it. Huh. Which is pretty fascinating stuff. And Elon's angle, and I agree with him, is that this is going to be trouble for humanity and the world. And the countries need to lay down rules like now before artificial intelligence has a chance to get out there and down the road before we set any rules. You know, it's like nuclear weapons or chemical weapons or anything else that could go wrong. And the part that I missed was... Larry Page, the founder of Google and some others are okay with the idea of Life 3.0 being computers, replacing human beings. That human uh, beings go uh, how away soon? Do we have a timetable? or are no longer needed, and this is okay because it's just a version, different version of life. Just like, you know, amoebas or whatever coming out of the ocean were, were a version of life. And then we came along, human beings came along, and we were the dominant life form. Life 3.0, artificial intelligence, will be the new, better form of life, and it will replace us. And Elon was like, whoa, 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 what are you talking about here? And he got branded by the Google founder and others as a speciesist. Like being a racist or a sexist, you're a speciesist. If now you, my head is officially spinning. If you believe human beings should have some sort of special place in the world or the universe, you're a speciesist. No, no, no. The next stage of life, which won't need human beings, is this life 3.0 that is computers programming themselves and doing what is good for blah, blah, blah. And somehow I missed that the first time I read the book. And the author seems to be very okay with that point of view. In a way that troubles me. So I just thought y'all ought to be aware. There's a school of thought around artificial intelligence that that is the next form of life, and that there's nothing magical or special. And I don't, I don't know if you have to be religious to believe this or not, but I feel like uh, human beings and our capacity for love and 
all the things that computers will never have is something that we should try to hang on to. But Well, if anybody can spin out for me what that future look like looks like that doesn't involve dystopian horrors, I'd be curious well, to hear Well, it doesn't matter. Them. People won't be around anymore. So it'll be whatever's best for the universe or computers or something. Well, yeah, but the transitional period will be mass starvation and anger and war and horror, I think. <laughs> I realize I opened up a can of worms that requires eight hours of talk, but we're out of time. Armstrong and Getty. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.